Assalamu alaikum everyone. So I don't know if I want to even post this episode. It's been a minute and I've been thinking about it. But I felt like this might be something that is beneficial for every single person. Because I know as Muslims we will kind of come upon this question. We will kind of think about it. So I'm just going to address it. I want to start off by saying that I'm not a scholar. Um, Never claimed to be. Never, you know, said that. But inshallah one day. But um, I'm not right now. And this question is a question that I chose to answer because I'm, first of all, I want to start off by saying that I'm a 100% believer that you should question your belief in a limit. You shouldn't question, you know, what you believe in so much that it drives you out and it drives you insane and like you can't even, you know, get a control of yourself. But you should do healthy questioning. You should dig into the religion. You should, because healthy questioning, it really raises your iman when you figure out like, oh, I didn't know this, but now I know it and it really boosts you and it really helps you. So you should definitely do healthy questioning. I used to hate doing it. I never wanted to think about it. And this question was something I never wanted to particularly think about because I felt like I would not be satisfied with the answer I received. So I never really wanted to know. However, recently I started doing a lot more healthy questioning and I asked myself like questions that I feel like, you know, I can dig deep, find the answers through hadiths in the Quran and, you know, do the research and it really helps your iman. So I highly recommend doing it in a good controlled manner. You know, do some research. Look at your religion. Look at what you believe in. Doesn't matter what religion you are. Look at what you believe in, right? Don't just do blind faith because that's what your family did. And that's what, you know, so-and-so follows. Do what, you know, do your own end of research. So I don't know about you guys, but a lot of times when I'm like looking at the sunset, I'm looking at nature, just, you know, enjoying everything. I'm like, wow, subhanAllah, Allah, like, this is amazing, you made this, you know, but right? And then it kind of all goes down to like, okay, so Allah made this, Allah made me, but who made Allah? And this is something that I think a lot of people tend to wonder, and they don't want to answer, they don't want to think about it, and they like to shove it inside themselves, because they're very, very scared that the answer will not be pleasing, or that they'll hear something that they don't like, right? So, I want to answer this, again, I'm not a scholar, I'm going to answer this to my best ability and what kind of help me through this so i do want to start off by saying that this thing this concept of you know questioning this it is something allah has already told us about because in a hadith in 3102 we're told satan will come to one of you and he will say who created this and that until he says to him who created your lord when it comes to this let him seek refuge in allah and stop and stop such thoughts so yes we should always seek refuge in allah for this however i do know that this is something that a lot of people question which is why, again, I was talking about healthy questioning earlier. So I'm going to start off by giving you guys a little bit of a general answer. And then I'm going to go a lot more deeper into this. So my biggest way that I was able to answer this question, not just through research, but through my own logic, was if someone created Allah, then who created the person that created Allah? And then if someone did that, then it would be an endless cycle. Now, astaghfirullah, we don't, we don't believe in that. But it becomes an endless cycle of who created who, then who created that person. And it just goes on. And that's logically not right. All of us humans, yes, we all descend from one prophet, right? We all descend from Adam al-Islam. However, that's not the case with God. Let me tell you something just to kind of ponder upon. I know you guys hear this a lot. And I'm not trying to criticize a religion when I say this. I'm Put some reasoning into this, okay? There is a reason why we worship Allah. There's a reason why, why we just worship a God, right? A higher power. Let's just put it that. There's a reason why you worship a higher power. Why? Because you're a human being and you are limited. And this higher power is not limited, right? So to bring God down to a level of a human being or say that someone created God in a manner is 
decreasing Allah's, you know, his divineness because now you are comparing him to us humans. And that kind of, in my opinion, garbage is the whole purpose of a higher power. Now, astaghfirullah, may Allah forgive me. But my whole point in here is saying that if Allah was a human being, which he's not again, but if let's just say if God was a human being, that wouldn't make sense because then why should we worship to another human being? This human being will be using doing the same things that we do. He'll be eating. He'll be using the bathroom. He won't be sufficient on his own. And that's the thing. Us human beings are not sufficient on our own. We need things to survive. We need things to be alive. And if we are worshiping a higher power, that higher power should not be needing these same sufficiencies. Because in a matter of comparison, we are very, com we're very, very weak compared to God, right? Because God doesn't need anything. He doesn't need food. He doesn't need a shelter. He doesn't need any of these things. We need those things. So when you bring God down to a level of comparison to a human being, you are ultimately belittling God's worth. Not to mention this whole concept of time and, you know, the um, birth and this and that. This is something that was created on this earth, right? So Allah himself is timeless. Allah was never born. Allah will never die. Allah is forever, right? Unlike us human beings, like I said earlier. There is actually a scholar who made a comment on this saying, It is known by necessity and human nature for all who have sound nature among the children of Adam that the question is invalid. It is not possible for the creator of the creation to have a creator. If he had a creator, he would be creator himself and would not be the creator of everything. Get my point? I don't know if that made sense to some people, but just stick with me here. It's kind of like saying to somebody, hey, what does the color blue taste like? Well, the color of blue does not have a property of taste, right? So this is kind of like that same concept. Now, look, we know that every single thing in this earth, right, has a purpose and has an explanation. It has a reason, right? So there's a sufficient reason to explain any occurrence on this earth we know why you know the seasons change we know why something happens so it's impossible that that universe came to existence without any reason agent or cause there's actually a verse in fifty-two thirty-five in the quran that says were they created by nothing or were they the creators themselves or did they create the heavens and the earth rather they're not certain and this within itself honestly i feel like is really strong proof that we cannot reasonably claim that we saw the earth being made that we saw ourselves being made that we saw any of this happen we don't know so here's some evidence and some things to think about when having these questions. So I want to start off by saying, so the universe, it has to have a creator because it's impossible for the universe to have created itself or to be created by nothing. Now, if you believe that, you know, like something happened to create this universe, there was somebody, there was something that had who provided the initial force and the energy needed to set the universe in motion, Right. Now we're told by Newton's first law of motion that tells us that the bodies at rest will stay at rest unless a force acts upon them. Therefore, the initiation of the universe required force and energy to originally set it into motion. This force and energy is the work of Allah because how else can it move? And there's actually this thing where someone asked Abu Hanifa, may Allah have mercy on him, and he was approached by some speculative theologians and they asked him, before we discuss this question, tell me what you think about a boat in the Euphrates which goes to the shore, loads itself with food and other things, then returns and anchors and unloads all by itself without anyone stealing or controlling it. He replied saying, this is impossible. So if it's impossible with a boat, then how is it possible for the world and all this vastness to move by itself? Now I'm going to share a few verses on how like the earth works, right? That's going to really get you thinking. So they say, this is 45, 24 in the Quran. There is nothing but our worldly life and we live and die. Nothing destroys us but time. They have no knowledge, but rather they only speculate. So this verse on the Quran, this 
calls our attention, telling us that there's various signs in the nature that demonstrates his power and his design, right? So then Allah goes on to say in 10, 6, Verily in the alteration of night and day, and in what Allah has created in the heavens and the earth are signs to the people who be righteous. And then in 27, 86, Do they not see that we made the night for resting, therefore day in giving sight? Verily in that are signs for people who believe. In 35, 27, do you not see that Allah sent down rain from the sky and, and we produce thereby fruits of varying colors in the mountains are tracks, white and red of varying shades and black, and among people are moving creatures and grazing livestock are various colors similarly. In eighty twenty four, then let mankind look at his food, how we poured down waters in torrents, then we broke upon the earth, splitting it with sprouts, and caused it to grow within grain, grapes and herbage, olives and palm trees, and the gardens of dense sherbet and fruits and grass, and enjoyment for you and your graving livestock. And I can go on and on. There's so many more. But if you look at all of these signs, the sun, the moon, the heavens, the creatures of earth, to its innermost part, all of these are deliberately a design of the creator. Think about how all of these things play out and work together, right? There is this one thing that I want to finish off by saying there was this comment made by Ibn Khattar, I think. And it says, whoever thinks about the running rivers that travels from area to area bringing benefit, Whoever ponders over what Allah has created on earth, various animals and plants of different tastes, scents, shapes, and colors, that are a result of unity bef between land and water. Whoever thinks about all of this, then he will realize that these facts testify to the existence of the Creator, His perfect ability, wisdom, mercy, kindness, generosity, and His overall compassion for His creation. There is no deity wor worthy worship except Allah, nor is there a Lord besides Him. Upon Him we rely, and to Him we turn in repentance. There are numerous verses in the Quran on this subject. Now, even after hearing all of this, if you kind of have some questions and beliefs and you feel like this is not right, I want to finish this off by saying something. If, okay, you, can, you struggle to believe in the concept of an uncreated God, right? How can you explain the scientific miracles in the Quran? How? Because only somebody who has unlimited knowledge can share such things, especially at the time when the Quran was descended, which was like 1,400 plus years ago. It was a long time ago. So none of us humans had this knowledge. So where did this knowledge come from? And we know that the Quran has never been changed either. And I'm going to share just a few more examples of that. The first one is the Big Bang. 100 years ago, the world's best scientific minds thought the universe had always existed. Since it always existed, it didn't need a creator. However, it was Einstein that actually came in and said... He kind of said and suggested that the universe was expanding like a balloon. Then there was a mathematician, Belgian priest, who realized that this expansion had to have started from somewhere. It must have come from an initial dense point. And that idea became the Big Bang. Now I know that there's some people who hold different opinions on that. But if we look at what the Quran says 1,400 years earlier, do the disbelievers see that the heavens and the earth were a closed up mass and then we opened them out and we made from water every living thing? Will they not believe? If you look at the word closed up mass, it's like darkness, a dark closed up mass and it slowly opened up. The universe looked like in its early moments. And thing I'm going to talk about is the expansion of the universe. A lot of people believe that the universe expansion has recently been speeding up. And this is what that some people like to call it dark energy, right? But in the Quran, we're told, and we have built the heaven with might and we continue to expand it indeed. Again, we're in 1,400 years ago. There's also a discussion of the end of the universe. Remember the day when we shall roll up the heavens like the rolling up of a written scrolls by a scribe. As we begin the first creation, so shall we repeat it. A promise binding upon us, we shall certainly perform it. This was written in the Quran in 21.105. Not to mention, if you kind of look into it, there's a lot of big things about the biology, the embryology, 
in the Quran that was shared, and I'm going to finish it off on 23.13 to 15, the Quran where it says, Fairly we created man from an extract of clay, then we placed him as a drop of sperm in a safe depository. Then we fashioned the sperm into a clot, then we fashioned the clot into a shapeless lump. Then we fashioned bones out of the shapeless lump, and then we created the bones with flesh. Then we developed it into another creation, so blessed be Allah, the best of creators. Think about that. Think about that. That's literally how us humans develop. And if there's no God, right, then how did this get into a book 1,400 years ago? I know that this was a little bit longer than usual, and I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Recording all this had my brain exhausted, so I'm going to cut it short here. But definitely think about this, and I want to finish off on one big thing, okay? One last thing. If there is no such thing as religion, and you go to your grave, you've lost nothing. If there is such thing as a religion, and you chose to disbelieve on this earth, you've lost everything. Think about that. Anyway, have a great day, everyone.